a couple of weeks ago, on the, the Monday after Easter, as we, my, my family and I, drove down to Minehead for spring harvest, I suddenly became aware that uh, a field here and maybe over there, there were newborn baby lambs. So uh, at their mother's side, sheep all over the place. But I think it was only on one occasion that I actually saw a farmer in the field with them. The flocks, for the most part, were simply in the fenced field, safe and yet free to be sheep. Sheep farming is one of those things we perhaps think of as not having changed much over the years. Though, of course, the, the lowland fields are fenced, the, the sheepdog gets a lift on the shepherd's quad bike, breeding is more selective, and there's treatment to prevent parasites and disease that wasn't really there 20, 30 years ago, let alone in the distant past. That said, change in the, the last 500 years in the UK is probably negligible compared to the huge difference between sheep farming as we know it and how it was in the Holy Land 2,000 years ago. The greatest difference, I suspect, is that I imagine, although some of you were able to bring out sheep from the congregation, we probably don't have many sheep at home waiting for us at the end of the service. I don't know whether any of you, you know, might have a little one or two there. They, um, whereas that was common in Judea in the first century, commonplace for each family to have had a few, even if they did not consider themselves sheep farmers. Now, of course, uh, in the Old Testament, as we read it, we clearly see that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob had sizable flocks. Moses was herding sheep at the time that he saw the burning bush, and young David was out with the sheep when Samuel arrives with the anointing oil in Bethlehem. So there were sheep farmers, as we kind of know them, but most households, be they tax collectors, be they carpenters, would have had, if not a small holding, at least a few sheep. And it's not to the farmer, but more likely to the normal business person, the normal householder, that Jesus is teaching at the time that he brings this, which is actually a, a winter's day in Jerusalem. Remember that when Jesus was born. He was laid in a manger. And that's an indication that, that homes have room for animals. From autumn to spring at night, the sheep are in the family's home or in their courtyard. And it's from the home that a shepherd boy, probably 
uh, a teenager or young son of one family gathers sheep from a number of neighbors that goes each morning door to door gathering the sheep and taking them out to find grass during the day. And at each home, the, the gatekeeper of the house knows the father's son and opens the door for him. And the son knows the sheep. And they know him because they have always known him. They have grown up together. The shepherd calls and they know his voice and will respond positively, stepping forward. If they didn't know the voice, they'd retreat away from the door. But they don't. It's not a secret password, but is the actual voice. Sheep will always tend to stay as a flock. They like being together. Last year, last August, when um, I was going up to, to visit my mum, I had to go via Newcastle. And on the train from Newcastle to Carlisle, it stopped because of sheep on the track <laughs> near Hexham. And it wasn't one sheep. You know, one sheep had got out the field. But because it had made its way out the field, another sheep followed. And another sheep. And another sheep. And I believe there was quite a sizable flock on the railway line. I used to have the same issue when I was in sixth year at school. Uh, on the school bus, you know, if, if one of the sheep between Langham and Lockerbie had got out the field, you know, they were all out the field. And you could occasionally be delayed. It, it was a good excuse for being late to school. Everybody knew that we came in on the bus if the bus was late. Um, it was maybe because there were sheep on the road. You know, it, they have this herd mentality. Um, and it's something that we have too as humans. You know, it doesn't matter whether the decision to go in one direction is a good decision or a bad decision. Once one of them sheep has moved that way, the others will follow. As soon as one of them starts to take a lead, the others tend to go along with it. That's um, why it can be so difficult at that time that, that the bit where the sheep had the collars in babe and you have to split them. It's a difficult thing to actually split them because they all want to stick together. They want to stick together. You know, and, and we often want to stick together. But where are we taking our lead from? Perhaps as we're driving, the car in front of us on the road is speeding. Well, we just, we just go at the same speed, don't we? We just follow the flow of traffic. So we also speed. And if one 
television drama increases the, the level of swearing or of violence or of nudity, then the others will see it as the new norm and follow in suit. And in turn, this influences what we expect to be the norm, what we expect to see in television programmes. Some would argue that they're just being true to life. But the counter-argument is that they are changing what life is perceived to be. And in turn, life starts to imitate art. We are like sheep, and if frequently exposed to the voices of those who are not let through the door, those that aren't supposed to be there, those that are climbing over the wall, then we start to accept the voices of thieves and robbers as equal to Jesus, the son who is the shepherd. When we read a newspaper, when we hear a politician speak, whatever the color of rosette, we have to consider whether we are being told a message that calls us on the way. That reflects Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Or is it getting in the way of the gospel? Is it founded on lies? Does it say something that is the opposite of kingdom growth? What is it that we hear? And do we take it inside us and follow that direction? Or do we say, this is not the shepherd's voice? I know the shepherd. That's not what he would say. That's not how he would call. That's not where we should be going. We need to listen and to discern. People now might discover online the, the on-trend clothes, the food, the makeup, the places to go on holiday from Instagram influencers or YouTubers. But if we really want to know how to live, we have to listen to Jesus and see where he is heading. The shepherd gathers the flock in the morning and he leads them out to the pasture. And there we find the freedom to move quite differently from the courtyard of overnight in the family home. The courtyard was generally safe. But the field is where we can live in fullness. It is the field that we were born to dwell in. It is where we spend most time and fulfill our purpose of being God's creation. The sheep aren't supposed to be in a sheep pen, are they? They're supposed to be out eating grass. Like gathering in a church building, we are generally safe. And we can worship God. And we can rejoice in being together. But Jesus calls us to live beyond the four walls. He calls us out into the field to engage in mission. And he demonstrated to the disciples how to live. 
and sent them out to proclaim that the kingdom is near, to bring healing, to cast out evil. And we are his disciples. That's how he calls us today. We gather for safety to learn and grow, but he calls us out to be the people in the world. As summer comes, after the lambing season, the Holy Land sheep would not have returned home in the evening, not back to separate courtyards, but would have mainly been out in the fields, perhaps in a sheepfold on the pasture, where there is but one entry gap in the wall where the shepherd would sleep, which would prevent the flock from leaving in the night. But Jesus presents this another way, not the going out, but the going in. All who go in through him, the whole flock of sheep are safe because they are in his care. There are people who tend to see life as glass half empty. And they sometimes influence us with negative thoughts. And when the same situation can actually be approached from a, a more positive dynamic, one that encourages the growth of the kingdom, that sees the possibilities, that isn't weighed down. The Pharisees should have been tending the flock with a positive view to the future. They should have been watching over, going, we move this way. They should have heard the good shepherd's voice. But that was not the path they had chosen. They hear the voice of Jesus and continue in their own path. He calls to them again, and again, he's calling to them in this passage, but their ears are closed. They did not understand the way of Jesus. May it not be the same for us. Let us not be so focused on our own thing our own way, our old understanding, that we fail to hear the call to experience the fullness that Christ offers us. That we fail to then share what he offers to the world through us. May we instead hear that call of our Lord. Hear that call of the Good Shepherd and journey with him wherever he may lead us and journey in that way with our whole heart. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, help us always be listening. 
Help us be looking and seeing. Help us see the way ahead. Help us hear the call of your voice. That we may be your people in the world. Lord, we will face challenges. There may be dangers. We may struggle at times. But help us know that you are the good shepherd. That when we are with you, we can have hope and experience life in great abundance. Help us this day and each day to be your flock and to go your way. Amen.